0: Spring training in 54 was in Yuma, Arizona, which was a long way away. Bud Vec had signed the contract. There wasn't much in Yuma except a drive-in marriage bureau. You could get married without leaving your car. People would drive over from California and drive right up to the Justice of the Peace. It was like getting a hamburger. You reached out of the window and got a marriage certificate. Otherwise, Yuma was small and isolated. Vec's idea had been to fly to Tucson and Phoenix, which were the only two places to play out there at the time. The Giants were in Phoenix, and the Indians were in Tucson. Vec wanted to fly back and forth every day, but the Orioles didn't want to fly, so we rode buses. It was a long trip back and forth every day. We'd stop in Gila Bend for a hamburger and a beer and move on. Billy Hunter We'd have a team going out on the bus and a team coming back on the bus, and we'd meet at Gila Bend. Players transferred from one bus to another, depending on our needs for that day. Sometimes we spent the night in Phoenix, sometimes not. We spent hours and hours and hours on buses. Ernie Harwell They had kids in the clubhouse and all. It was a very relaxed atmosphere. We played a lot of golf. Dykes would take the end of one cigar and light another. He was the only guy I ever saw that chain-smoked cigars. He was very laid back, a pixie kind of a little guy with a wry sense of humor. Pretty good with the needle in a nice, soft kind of a way. He'd gotten a lot of managing jobs because he was low-key and people liked him, his personality. He wasn't going to rock the boat. Once camp broke, we barnstormed on the trains all the way back east to Detroit for the season opener. That was a long haul, really tiring. You needed spring training again after the trip ended. We'd play a day game in, say, Alpine, Texas, or El Paso, or somewhere, and after the game we'd get back on the train at four or five o'clock and have dinner, and then there'd be some card playing, and then you went to bed. When you got up the next day, sometimes you could go to a hotel, and they'd have a room where you could wash up and change, and then go to the park. Sometimes you went straight to the park. We were barnstorming with the Cubs, who fired their manager on the trip in Dallas. The way it worked, each team had a couple of Pullman cars, and each team had its own dining car. There was a lot of camaraderie between the teams. They had friends on the other team. I don't think we spent a night in a hotel for ten days or two weeks. I remember we stopped in New Orleans, and we had about 55 guys on the squad at that point. They'd send one team out to play in Mississippi and another to Alabama, and they'd all bust back to New Orleans at night. It was a mess. We stayed in the Roosevelt Hotel for a week. That was fun. That's where the gin fizz was invented, and there was an orchestra. We had a good time eating that New Orleans food. Then we finished up with a couple of exhibition games in St. Louis, where the team had just come from, which was strange, and then we went to Detroit. A lot of guys from Baltimore came out for the opener. Sid Friedman, who owned the Chesapeake restaurant, he was there. Nate from Nate's Deli. I think the mayor was there. We had a banquet the night before the first game. It was a great time. Dwayne Pillette. We lost the opener, and then I pitched the second game and won. I hit a double, and it had snowed previously, and the infield was as hard as a rock. I didn't have pads on, and I slid into second and wound up with a seven-inch strawberry. I had that all year. We scored three runs, and it held up. I gave up a homer in the ninth, but the lead stood up. I got the Browns' last loss in St. Louis and the Orioles' first win in Baltimore. That's my glory.